Hi, welcome to The Happy Single with your host, Christy. Welcome back to the Happy Singer Podcast with Christy Bissell. I'm your host, and it has been a minute, <laughs> but we are back, and I'm so happy to be back. Um, this pandemic has been something, huh? Um, we're all just kind of getting by here, figuring out life. What's new? What are we going to do with our lives? How are we going to make this work? Um, I've had a lot of time to kind of figure some things out for me, and I've discovered a lot of stuff, and... Um, ready to make some more podcast episodes and to serve all you singers out there that might need a little bit more joy or a little more purpose in your life. And that's what this podcast was always about. It was about bringing some type of hope and light and encouragement as opposed to just teaching at you and giving you all the right uh, pedagogical um, information out there about voice and how to breathe and how to use your chest voice, you know. There's, there's more to it, and that's what this, this podcast is about, all the other stuff. <clears throat> so today I have an incredible episode with a friend of mine named Arbender Robinson. He works with me at New York Vocal Coaching, and he is an acting coach for us. And he coaches people on how to perform a song, how to make it in this industry. And not only does he do that, but he is a performer First and foremost, I don't know what he would say he's first and foremost, but um, his, uh, his performance credits are wonderful, and I'd just like to read those off. So, R. Bender made his Broadway debut in the Tony Award-winning production of Hairspray, where he covered the role of seaweed. In the original cast of Disney's The Little Mermaid, he covered the role of Prince Eric. He also served as the dance captain and swing for the Broadway revival of Hair and was seen in the Broadway revival of Ragtime. His Broadway credits continue with the Disney's The Lion King, Broadway's sixth longest-running and all-time highest-grossing show. Since then, he was in the original cast of Beautiful Carol King Musical, and in 2014, Les Mis, he was the cover for Marius. He's also the first African-American to ever play Marius on Broadway. It's incredible. And R. Bender starred in the 2016 hit musical Shuffle Along, which is so cool, alongside many Broadway legends, including Audra McDonald, Brian Stokes Mitchell, Billy Porter, Brandon Victor Dixon, and Joshua Henry. The show was directed by Tony Award winner George Seawolf and choreographed by Sevion Glover. And he's also been in TV shows. He's been on The Last OG, Nurse Jackie, Little Voice, which I can't recommend enough. It is so good. Singers, you gotta watch it. It's so hopeful and it gives you so much inspiration. And you can find Arbender singing in it, and it's pretty amazing. <laughs> and then he's also been in the Tony Awards, Good Morning America, The Today Show, CBS Sunday Morning. It's awesome. Now, although Arbender has this amazing list of stuff that he's done, he's just also a really cool person who cares a lot about others and really cares about the art and loves to sing. And the real reason that I had to bring him on the Happy Singer podcast was because he's doing something so joyful during this pandemic. You know, obviously he has not been able to perform because Broadway has been shut down due to this pandemic. So he has made a pledge to himself that every day he will do these early morning vocals. Now he had already been doing this and he'll discuss this, um, but he'd already been doing this because of he wanted to make sure his voice was staying healthy. He wanted to check on it every day, which all voice teachers would encourage that you that you check on your voice every day. Do something similar every day so you can check on your health and make sure nothing's differing. So let's say every day you're able to do lip trills and you're able to sing a little bit of your favorite song. And then one day, after all those days before, this, this day, your voice does something different. Then you're going to be able to actually understand, hmm, what is going on with my voice here? What am I doing? And uh, it's a really good, healthy tip for singers. But again, he was already doing this anyway. But when the pandemic started and he was in lockdown, he decided that he was going to do this and post it on social media. 
So every day for I think 160 days something now, I can't even remember what number it is, but it's in the hundreds. He's been posting a song every day. Sometimes there's a theme for the week. This week it's Halloween, which is so fun. It's one of my favorite holidays too. So he's doing that the week before he did like a Barry Manilow thing, but he'll just do themes and sing something every day. And how joyful is that? He's still singing. He's still doing what he loves. But I will let him do the talking now. And uh, I really hope you enjoy this. And we'll talk after the, the interview. Enjoy. So really just tell, tell me how you've been. Because I feel like this might be the first time we've ever been able to talk without having to go to like a lesson, a lesson or, or something. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this. I mean, so in general... In general, I'm good. Like, I mean, I try really hard not to take anything personally. I try really hard not to take anything too seriously because, I mean, <laughs> there will be days that you love and there are going to be days that you hate. But, you know, it's all about, it's all about how you deal with them. So so in general, I'm doing really well. Um, you know, there are, there are uh, crazy things that are happening in our world right now. Um, Crazy. But there are two ways to look at it. Like one way to look at it uh, is what I tell myself every day is I'm not the only one that's going through anything right now. <laughs> yeah. And there, and there yeah. are definitely a handful of people, if not more, that are in a much worse situation than I am. So it's okay. I'll be fine. I'll get through just like everyone else. We'll figure it out. And it's not like it's personal or it's I'm the only one dealing with this. Everyone's dealing with it. So that's what it is. And we just figure out how we deal with it. Um, and then the other thing that excites me about all of this is that if you look back at music and you look back at theater and you look back at storytelling, it always took major events for the kind of music that we produce or the way that we tell stories. The, those things change drastically after big events, pandemics, world wars, dark ages, you know what I mean? So... I'm I'm mm -hmm. excited because something crazy is happening right now, which could lead to a whole new resurgence of music and art and storytelling and theater and dance. And we get to be a part of that. You know what I mean? Like we're not yes. going to learn about it in some history book, but we're going to be part of figuring out what the heck that is and how it moves forward. Yes. And to me, that's exciting. Like I don't know anyone that's been part of a whole new resurgence of an art form. Like, and we yeah. get to do that, yeah. right? And what will it be? Who knows? But we get to be part of it. And in that way, it excites me. So, um, yeah, I just... Oh my gosh, what a positive yeah. way to look at it too. Because that's, I mean, that's it. I mean, it's true. It's not like it's something we're creating in our brain to make us feel better. It is true. What you're saying is yeah. true. You know, and I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. And then also, like, things have been happening where like take some of my students, right? And some of my students, I'm always saying, hey, we need to really work on self-tapes, you know, or we really need to work on, let's work <laughs> on mic technique or like self-recording technique or you're playing this stuff acoustically to try singing it. And now they're actually being forced to do that and we're discovering like all these new things, which is exciting. And it's it's hard to, you know, when things were the way that they were before, it was hard to stop doing what you were doing to spend time exploring these new avenues. And now we get to explore these new avenues. So that's also really cool. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just constantly finding the, the bright way to look at all of this and, and the way to get through it. And, and, you know, we'll all see each other on the other side of it and, and say, wow, that was a crappy time, but look at where we are now. So, um, so yeah. Look at where we yeah. are now. Yes. And tell me about like what some of the discoveries have been for you and your students, like with this new online stuff, what, what are just a few of those little nuggets? I'm cool. so curious. So you know how, well, one, it forces students, <laughs> it forces students to actually go back and watch their lessons or listen to their lessons because we record them, Oh my gosh! but it's yes. sometimes hard to go back and listen to a whole hour lesson. You're like, ugh. I don't want to hear myself. Mm -hmm. But when you do it digitally and you record it, we can skip around. We can go back. Even in the notes, after a lesson in the notes, I'll say, you know, at two minutes, this is what we discussed. Or at seven minutes, you'll see yep. here. So they can skip around and see the things. Um, hearing and seeing at the same time really gives the student the perspective that the teacher has, right? Because we see the students and we hear the students. 
And then the student has to rely on what we say <laughs> is happening. So when they yeah. can go back and see it and hear it for themselves, then we can also discuss it. I'll be like, see it right there. You see that? Yeah, I see it. Great. That's what we're working on. That's what I meant when I said this in the studio. And that's what I mean when I say this here. So, so that's kind of cool. Um, and then, and then also finding ways to work on new styles, right? Somehow mm -hmm. in this digital format, it becomes, um, because the student is or the client is always in their safe environment, right? It becomes yeah. easier for them to explore and try new things because they're in their safe space, right? It's like, yeah. I sound yeah. great in my bathroom. I'm like, well, take, take your recording device into the bathroom. Let's do this, right? Who cares, right? <laughs> um, so, so we're able to explore that way. And then for myself personally, it's given me time to go back and reflect on my own work uh, and start to really remember why I started doing this and, and, and what were oh. the things about it that, that I loved in the beginning that I can, that I can, you know, resurrect now, because when you start doing it professionally, some of those things that you love about it get taken away because you have to do it the way that this person who gets paid more than you tells you to do it. Right. And the only yep. time that we get to do it our own way is in the audition. Well, now we get to do it our own way all day, every day. Um, and that's kind of cool. It's just going back to the art form for what it is and going back to the art form for the joy and the love and the passion and the growth and the discovery. Um, and then also we know that, you know, theater and art and music can also be very cathartic. So those days that I do feel down, right. I'm not going to lie and say, I'm always happy. Those days that I do feel down or whatever, I can find a piece of music that, that helps me, yeah, that like helps that. me express that feeling yeah. and then like sing it all day and then like get it out, you know, and then move on. So, um, yeah. so yeah, so it's, so it's been cool in that way. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. Oh, I love <laughs> it. And, and then tell me when you were little, what was the stuff that really got you into this? What were some of those singers or the performances that you saw what is the joy for you when you were just tiny and how has it grown into You know it what? There are a couple of things. So the first thing that I remember about being able to really appreciate music, it always goes back to my parents. So my dad was my dad was mm -hmm. in a band with his siblings, which was kind of cool. That is um, cool. Yeah, they started off doing like R&B and like blues and funk music. And then mm -hmm. as they progressed, they then uh, became this... Um, gospel group which is cool um and then yeah. like we also grew up in church always singing so so music was always part mm -hmm. of the fabric of who we were and what we did um it wasn't a big deal but it was just always there but then I remember little moments like my parents slow dance like putting a record on and like slow dancing together and like listening to music <laughs> so like so like those kinds of images run through my head so music just was always a way to kind of underscore what was happening in life. Um, and then just being encouraged to sing by like my parents and like teachers and things like that, even though I wasn't very good, like I wasn't good, but. Uh... I mean, what were we when we were kids, you know? But that's, you're so lucky that you had that, you know? That's so yeah, amazing. Yeah, cool. So, um, so like now being able to go back and like dig into music, like, hey, I heard this song when I was little or, uh, my uncle loved Chuck Berry. Let me listen to more Chuck Berry music or whatever it is. It's just being, you know, uh, it's, it's truly understanding why I sound the way I sound musically based on like going back and hearing the kinds of things that I heard when growing up, you know what I mean? Like Pointer Sisters and Aretha Franklin and uh, Chuck Berry and things like that, like hearing those sounds again. I remember getting like one of my first albums that, that I purchased myself was um, the Prince Purple Rain album. And I was like, oh my goodness. So like going back and listening to that again. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just cool. I don't know. Music is everything. <laughs> it, it is for me too. I get it. And Whenever you're working with your students and they say, okay, I want to be on Broadway. I want to be a professional musical theater performer. How do you tell them to pick songs? And I'm wondering how they, I'm curious how you tell them because I usually tell them it's great if you sound good. That's wonderful. But it's one thing to go into the room and show who you are based off of the music you like and stuff. So I'm curious what you do with that. Yeah, it's, it's tricky. Um, and, and, and the difference, it's a little different between you and I, because you are also a voice teacher, 
I don't yeah. teach voice, right? I just coach. So, so, I, so kid, uh, students are coming to me and they already usually have a foundation of music. And sometimes they already have songs. My voice teacher picked this song or has this song or I like <laughs> that song, right? So we can start there and then start picking things uh, based off of that. But mm. one, of, one of the things that I do is I always have them tell me first what kind of music they listen to. Um, and I don't allow musical theater to be, um, a type of music, but I'll say, Hey, if you like that, if you like this, if you like this show, know that musically the music in that show fits in this style. Right. Mm -hmm. So when I ask you this question again, don't say, Oh, I like musical theater say, Oh, I like this style of music. So I make them tell me what artists they listen to, what styles of music they listen to. Um, and then I try to find things, find ideas of things that match that. You know, if someone says, you know what, I listen to country, I love this, I love that. I'm like, great. Well, country has the same kind of storytelling that musical theater does. Wonderful. Um, and then some of the things that country music does well, you know, there may be long sustained phrases. There are going to be some really, uh, some fun ways that you play with the rhythms. We're going to have the ability to back phrase a little bit. Cool. So these kinds of shows have those kinds of songs in them. And these kind of writers write songs that fit into that world. Let's play with some of that stuff. So, yeah. so for me, it just comes from a sense of, of playing and discovering, um, I will throw a ton of songs at my students and then say, listen to these and just come back and tell me your thoughts. You know, what do you think? What did you like? What did you not like? What did it make you think of? What colors, what feelings, what emotions? And then the things that they responded to the most are probably the songs that we want to explore. You know? Yeah. You know what I mean? I had you listen to seven songs. You came back and you, you had a lot to say about three of them. Let's play with those three songs, right? Yep. And then what doesn't work in those three songs, lucky for me, I can say, now go to your voice lesson <laughs> and yeah. learn and learn how to do that and then come <laughs> back and, let, and let's figure it out. Um, yeah. Another thing that I get to do is I get to say, hey, how was your voice lesson today? Great. What are you working on? Great. What were the challenges? Great. What are you proud of? Great. You know what? I think we should try and do this song because it's going to celebrate what you're proud of today. And it's mm -hmm. also going to tackle some of those things that you're working on, right? So, yeah. so we're not singing the song because we want it to be perfect, but we're singing the song because it's just going to challenge the new skills that I'm learning, right? Yeah. Um, and then when it comes to like, you know, what do I do in auditions and like, how do I make it to Broadway and all of that? We get to spend a lot of time just really figuring out who the person is and mm -hmm. what they have to offer. Um, and then find songs that, that give them the freedom to do that. But I always encourage when we are uh, auditioning for shows with our own, mu own music, I encourage my students to find a moment where they take it off the page, where it's like, all right, you've already sung this verse, you've sung this chorus, we're going back to the verse, it's the exact same thing musically. Think about your storytelling, think about your acting. What do you wanna change in the verse? to get your acting point across a little bit more. So then there's a, there's a moment of personalization in the music where they own it. Um, mm -hmm. So then no matter what happens in the audition room, they have something coming up in that audition that they fully own. That's, that's important to them. That's special to them. So they automatically win when they're able to do that in the room. So it's, it's, it's a slightly different approach, but I'm also lucky because I'm, I'm not a voice teacher. So I don't have to teach you notes. <laughs> yeah, you get the fun part. I get. The, well, I, get the, I like my part too, but still, right? it's so fun what you do. Yeah, it's cool, and, and and it's really a way for the student to be able to, you know, check and test all the things that they're learning in their voice lessons to see how they're firing. And then I send them back. I'll even tell students, hey, when you go back to your voice lesson, let your teacher know this, 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 and this. Right. So that the teacher knows in performance, this is what's happening with the things that we're learning. So they can go back and like find new ways to tweak it or give you more exercises to help you get through it. So, um, yeah, yeah so it's cool. It's, it's this whole synergy thing, which I love. Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's cool. It's cool. And then, and then also, also another part of, of, of finding out what to sing. Mm -hmm. Um, it's really trying to get the clients comfortable finding music on their own oh yeah because so much of this is them relying on an outside source to either hire them 
or give them a callback or uh, help them tackle things in a voice lesson. It's, it's always relying on the outside source. But yeah. once you book a gig, we're relying on the inside source to be the artist and shine. So I get to say, hey, uh, what do you want to say? Oh, you want to say this? Great. Come in next week with, with just four titles that say that. You know, we can listen to them together or we can do whatever we want to figure out which of those titles we actually want to play with. But to start getting their brain around the idea of trying to figure out what they want to say and how they can say it on their own. And then the yeah. other thing is uh, the more music that people listen to, um, the wider their range of possibilities becomes. So I also challenge students. I give them listening exercises all the time. Hey, this week, I just want you to turn on Spotify and listen only to blues. This week, turn on Spotify and listen only to jazz, right? Yeah. So that they start hearing more music and, and expanding their own knowledge, and then they'll discover more of, of what they like. So um, so it's like it's all exciting stuff. It's all ex exploration and discovery and, and playing with music. And sometimes students come in with songs that I've never heard of. I'll be like, I've never even heard of that artist. So then so I, add, yeah, I add that to my list, and then that becomes my playlist for the next couple of weeks. I'm like, now I'm listening to this person that I've never heard of. So, um, so yeah, it's cool. It's cool. That's great. And we still get to learn, you know, I think that's so fun. It's like they teach us just as much as we teach them too. Uh, you know, it's such a good feeling. Of course. And that's, and that's also one of the cool things about this entire creative art form is that there no answers are black and white, right? Yeah. There's no, like, this is the only answer and this is the only way. Like we're always discovering and growing and, and it really becomes, this synergy between, but really between friends, but between like client and, and teacher, it becomes this, this wonderful synergy. Um, you know what I mean? Like I look forward to different students on, on different days because I'm like, Oh, this person's going to bring this energy. This person's going to bring this energy. This person's going to do that. And that gets exciting for me as well. So, um, so yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I love yeah. it. And then what do you tell these students that you're working with, you know, things are changing. There's no auditions right now. I know that there's like here and there, there's some things, but what can we tell the students and other performers, your friends, your family that, you know, what can, what can we do in the meantime when things are <laughs> shut down? What's the, the good stuff? Yeah. So this is, this is a little tricky. Um, and I think one of the cool things that's happening right now is that when we start training as a performer, we train for the performance, right? So yeah. I am going to uh, pick this leading role from this show and I'm going to sing a song from that for this audition, right? Yeah. But, it, but in reality, there's a whole other part of the business that, that we're not preparing for. Um, and that's the creative part of the business, right? You can learn a song. I know you can do it. You can play these roles. I know you can do it. You can play a lead in any single show. I know you can do it. But if the playwright comes in and they've written these 12 scenes, do you have the ability to read those scenes and say, hey, the language that you're using in the first two scenes is different than the last two scenes. So is there a change in the character or is that just something that you weren't aware that a change that you weren't aware that you made when you were writing it? I think based on who the character is in the beginning that they would actually say these lines in this way. Right. So there are all of those types of skills that we don't have time to teach normally when we're teaching for performance, but it's those kinds of skills that actually give you the ability to have longevity in the career. It's those kinds of skills that get you hired for new shows right? Yeah. I get hired for new shows, not because I'm the best performer in the world, but I'm going to bring a lot to the table. I'm going to say, oh, it sounds like this song fits in this style. Have you thought about trying it this way? Or it's, uh, I think any, uh, a different emotional arc for the character would be to put this scene here because now the audience goes on this journey, right? So Ooh, those, yes. right? So those kinds of things become important when we're working on new shows, that's why they hire certain casts for new shows because you're helping fully create it instead of doing what we learn in class, learning material that already exists and then performing it, right? Having, Ooh, yes. right? Having resources to, to rely on, well, how did this person do it? How did that person do it? What does it look like in this video? Great, I'm gonna do it this way. When you have nothing, 
Where do you go? And now in this state, we get to work on that even more, right? Mm -hmm. We get to force people to create. I had students last week all writing their own monologues. Right. Yes, How that's do we, so good. Right. How do we write them? How do we make them actable? Now, great. Go back to your training. What do you need to change in the writing now so that you can fully do all the things that you learned in your training? Well, that part is just exposition. You don't need it. You can do that acting wise. Get rid of that. That yeah. isn't actable. You're telling the audience what you're doing. Just do it. Right. So, so getting them to do that and then making them find songs that could come after the monologue they just created. All right, if you were writing a musical now and this is the scene that you just did, what song would immediately come next? And they have to go and search for it and bring it back. So then their brain is digging into that world so that when we do come back and when we do have this resurgence of tons of new material, now you can be a viable candidate to be able to come in with your new artistic eye and be able to help mold that material. That's awesome. We don't have time to teach you that in, in college. We don't have time to teach you that in our lessons, but we have time to teach you that now. And it's a valuable skill that you need. So that's awesome. So it's cool. Um, yes. and, th and then the other thing, I always tell people this as well, when they're like, oh, but it's, it's shut down and things aren't happening. And I say, you know what? Uh, first of all, no one fully got into this career because they wanted to have a job every single day. It's not yeah. what they wanted. They wanted to be artists. They wanted to create. There was something that they wanted to say. And I said, pandemic, no pandemic, in a show, not in a show. It doesn't change that need that you have in yourself. What it does change is the avenues that you look at to figure out how you can get those stories out and how you can express, right? It's Arbender, this is everything. This is so important what you're saying. Yes. But, but sometimes we, for, we forget that along the way because for people in New York, the goal is Broadway, right? Yeah. I want to be on Broadway. But I hate to tell you, you're probably not going to get any richer <laughs> yeah. than you are when you're on Broadway, right? I mean, the salary, the salary is great, but there, there are other bills and things that come with that. Like you're not right. going to become a millionaire overnight because you booked your first Broadway show. It's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. And the journey of getting there for most people also doesn't happen overnight. So yeah. if you're telling me that you can't find the joy in performing and trying to create and doing your own art now, What's the difference than how you were doing it when you were trying to book that gig that you haven't booked yet, right? You, mm -hmm. still, didn't, you still didn't have a gig, but you were still doing the work and you yeah. enjoy doing the work because the goal was there. So the goal is still there. Yeah. Still enjoy doing the work. Just know that now you have more time to be even more specific in the work so that when you're going back to that audition scene, you're fired up and you're ready to go in a whole different way, which is great. Um, so that's, that's how I look at it. I'm like, actually what you're doing is no different, right? You weren't, yeah. in, if you weren't in a show when this happened, then your process is exactly the same. And if you were in a show when this happened, I would think that your process is still the same because no one just books a show and sits in it. You're still auditioning. You're still taking class. You're still learning. Yeah. That's what we do as artists. That doesn't change. It never changes. So yeah. Although society has told us that it changed because of what's happening at the core, it hasn't changed at the core. You can still make music. You can still write. You can still stage things. You can work on your video skills so that you can look great on camera because that's what auditions are going to. Yeah. Um, but know that that's what they were going to even before the pandemic. Right. It's true. Yeah. If you, I mean, and that's what they were going to on stage as well. I mean, American Idiot opened years ago and there were things that happened on video on stage. That's what, that's what it was, right? Yep. The network opened a while ago. There were things that happened on video on stage. And then we had West Side Story that just opened. There were full on scenes <laughs> yes. that happened on video. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that was already the trend. Mm -hmm. So now we can just embrace it more. That's already where the industry was going. And now this is just going to help usher it in. But at the core, nothing, nothing is changing. Um, we're just in, you know, kind of uncertain times, but, but we're, go we're going to figure it out. You know what I mean? Figure it out. We are yeah. going to figure it out. We figured out how to make fire. So like <laughs> to cook food. What can't we do? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my goodness. We got so a man to the moon. We'll figure it out. 
<laughs> you know what? Perspective. Perspective. Um, okay, so what's your favorite thing to do when you're creating anything? Do you have like something in particular that you really like to go to, whether it's singing or it's dancing or it's writing? Like, what's your favorite place to go to so to create anything? Yeah, this is interesting. So I kind of just try to dabble in everything, but but someone once told me that the way to look at art is by looking at an episode of, do you remember the cartoon, The Roadrunner? Yes. Okay. <laughs> they said the way to look at art is by looking at an at a, at a episode of The Roadrunner. So you have the coyote who is chasing The Roadrunner. Mm-hmm. And all the coyote wants is to catch that Roadrunner, whatever yeah. it takes, whatever it takes. Cool. And they <laughs> said, so imagine that you as an artist, you are the coyote. You're the coyote. You're chasing it. You're chasing it. You're trying. And who cares how you do it? Dropping (laughs) anvils, whatever we do, we're going to figure out how to do it, right? And the goal, that successful product, that project is the Roadrunner. Yeah. And this, uh, it was George C. Wolfe, director and writer. He said to me, he said, brilliance happens that moment that the coyote is so focused on the goal that the Roadrunner runs to the cliff and then goes to the right. And the coyote completely runs completely off the cliff. And then he said that moment just before the coyote falls, where the coyote was so focused on that goal and like chose his own path and completely ran off the cliff into the abyss, right? Something that didn't even exist. The Uh moment just before the coyote falls is where brilliance and art happens. So he says the path is not clear. Right. So you have to get yourself to a place where within your art, you're so safe and you're so confident that you're willing to try anything. And then Mm -hmm. when you try all this stuff, that's when you discover cool new things. It's funny because I'll learn a new song and completely butcher the bridge. (laughs) But then out of completely butchering the bridge, one, I challenge myself to figure out how to get back on somehow musically by listening and using my skills. I may have learned my, I may have taught myself a whole new riff and I may have discovered something else musically that will work that I can do in concert when I do get to the bridge. Ooh, this was horrible, but this part of what I did was kind of cool. Let me remember mm. that. You know what I mean? So you can discover things even in like the total mess up. So right before that coyote falls to his death, <laughs> right? There's art and there's brilliance happening right there. And we have to, as artists, find ways to get ourselves there. So I'll sit down sometimes. I'll try to write. I'll sit down sometimes and, and be like, I've got to make an album today. All the songs are horrible. They all sound the same. They're abysmal, but I'm still having fun while I'm doing it. And just discovering new things about my voice. I mean, the, the goal that I gave myself last week was to sit down on my computer with my microphone and just try and make new sounds, you know, like listen to this artist and just try and mimic their sound. Like how are they making that sound in the recording studio? Oh, they're adding a little fuzz. They're doing this. Oh, if I think of of my voice adding this compression and I do this compression there and I think about my voice adding a little vocal fry here, then then I'm getting it. And if I can do it softly and quietly on a mic, oh, that's how I can do it in concert. Okay, great. I'm learning new things about my voice, learning new sounds that I can make, right? Um, So fun. Yeah, or if I'm like, oh, these violins sound amazing. Can my voice sound like a violin? What would that be like? Cool. Oh, I can use that on these kinds of phrases, right? Just challenging yourselves in like random strange ways that may make no sense to see yeah. what to see what we discover, right? You never know. You, Just don't. You, you never know, right? <laughs> and, then, and, and then it gives you something else to play with. And then as you listen to pop music, that's all they're doing. Yes. If you listen to different artists, you're like, well, all they're really doing is singing, but manipulating the sound and making the sound make the audience feel this way. What did they do here? Yes. Oh, that, that vocal fry there made me feel sad. Oh, that little flip on the note there like made me feel hype and excited. Okay, I can play with some of these tools. I understand what they're doing, right? Yes. Or yes. if you go back, um, I make people go back and listen to like old Janet Jackson recordings. Because oh, like- Jackson. Right, but if you listen closely, it sounds like she is just whispering in oh, the yeah. microphone. Like, Totally. Whispering, 
Right. And I'm like, oh, no wonder she has so much like vocal ease and vocal agility because uh-huh. it's like, it's just yeah. like off the chords or just like on the breath. I'm like, oh, that's easy. I can do oh. that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, just, just playing with that, you know, um, you know, how does Michael Jackson have so much spin on his voice? Oh, it's because he's like way pulled back. He's doing this instead of projecting and pushing the way that we do sometimes right yeah we're like we're like well if I lighten up oh my goodness there's all this flutter there's all this spin there's all this right so um yeah it's just like exploring and trying new things and seeing what happens and and making different goals and challenges for yourself and and just going with it um yeah because sometimes we forget we forget to do that as we're training as we're learning um, I know because yeah. everybody just wants to, you know, they just want to do right. They want to, they want to be able to show what they're worth, but I, you know, it's sad to, because you're, you're so worth it. You're so worthy and so enough and getting to actually explore it and know that, yeah, just you playing is enough. Sometimes I think that that's an important lesson yeah. for students. An- another, another cool lesson now that we're talking about this too, is to find out uh, what you don't like. Like musically, if someone's, if someone's like, you know what, I cannot sing like full on rock. I just can't do it. And I'll be like, great, let's figure out what your version of rock is. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. So now let's, let's completely change the genre. Let's completely change the art form. Let's completely change what we think it is. Let's figure out what your version of it is with the instrument that you have. Right. Because, yeah. you know, if you, if you think about each sound being an instrument and say you're a flute, right? And the sound you're trying to create is a saxophone. Wonderful. The flute will never sound like a saxophone. But what can the flute do that the saxophone does? Great. We can do this. We can do that. We can do this. Great. Now that is your version. That is your flute version of saxophone. Great. Yeah. So when someone asks you to sing it, you do this, right? Instead yeah. of trying to do something that you don't do. Let's do what you do do and make that work for you within, within your voice. So I don't sing rock music, but my version of rock comes from a blues and gospel sensibility. That's what yeah. it is, right? Yeah. So it's like gospel rock. <laughs> yes, it, it's there. It's real. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Blues yeah. and rock, yeah, gospel, all of it. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so, so I, I, I encourage people to, to go down that road as well. Um, That's smart. Yeah. And now we have the time to do it. So it's good. It's good. It's really good. And we, and we have to talk about the early morning vocals because (laughs) I think that what you're doing is so healthy and so smart and so joyful. Just, just tell me about why you decided to do this. Where did it come from? Is it helping? Tell me everything. Awesome. So first, do you remember we had, uh, at the studio, we had, um, uh, a doctor come in and talk about, you know, vocal health. Mm, Dr. Pittman. Yeah. And one of the things that he said was, you know, it may be helpful to warm up the same way at the same time every morning Mm -hmm. so that you can see what your voice is doing. Right. So if you, if, if you, if you always warm up this way every single morning and then all of a sudden everything on the high end is strange and weird, then we can go back and figure out is there damage? Is there something I'm doing? Am I pushing in a different way? Let's look at this in my lessons. So I took that to heart and I started doing that. So So, smart. So, so, so the idea of getting up first thing in the morning, brushing my teeth, if I'm lucky, and then singing (laughs) a little bit and making noise, um, that became already a habit that I was doing. So Mm -hmm. I was already up at the crack of dawn and I was already producing sound every single morning. So then on a whim, on a whim, it was, I think it was Andrew Lloyd Webber's birthday. Mm-hmm. No, it was Stephen Sondheim's birthday and people were posting Stephen Sondheim songs. And I was like, great, I'll record a Stephen Sondheim song. So I recorded that and put it out there and then watched it back and, and found all the things that I hated about my performance. It was like, oh, that's horrible. I can't believe I put that out in the world, but it was funny and it was fun and I'll do it again. Oh, right. Yeah. So then like the next week was Andrew Lloyd Webber's birthday. So I did it again. And then I was like, this is fun. And it's making me sing. And it's making me sing songs that I probably wouldn't normally sing because I'm always singing, you know, like my book, it's the same songs. It's always the same stuff. So I was like, great. So then I I made myself a goal that for 30 days, I was just going to record one song every morning, 
whatever it was. And at that time, I would just go on and I would just type karaoke into YouTube. And the first thing that popped up is the song that I sang, right? Oh, I, I love that. <laughs> whatever came up, that's what, awesome. Whatever came up. And I realized that once I, once there was no, I didn't have to impress anyone, right? It's yeah. first thing in the morning. So I wasn't required to sound great. You know what I mean? I'm checking in with my voice to see what it does. And I'm just having fun. What happened is some of the things that I would have been afraid to try singing started coming out effortlessly, like easy. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my goodness. And then I realized that all of my technique was just doing what it needed to do because I wasn't, I wasn't pushing. I wasn't forcing anything. I wasn't worrying about these high notes that are coming up. I was just letting it go. And I was like, oh, my body naturally flipped there. Oh, I naturally did this there. I naturally pulled back here. Huh, interesting. So what happened is I started to become aware of my instrument again in a whole new way. Yeah. Um, and it was another way to make that morning warm up uh, fun and not just a technical thing that I was doing to make sure that, you know, <laughs> my voice is still working after performing every single night on Broadway. Um, and it, be- it became this fun thing. And then people started responding to it. And like throwing out suggestions. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll learn this song. All right, cool. I'll learn that song. So now what am I doing? I'm learning songs quickly, literally overnight. Before I go to bed, I'll listen to a song a few times and like kind of learn it. I'm trusting myself that if I get to a spot of the song that I don't know, I'm trusting my musical ability to just make it up and figure out how to get around it. Take over. Yeah. I'm trusting my instrument and my technique to do what it needs to do. Right. Um, And I'm checking in with my voice every single day. And I'm remembering how much fun all of this is. Mm. And and I've had to tackle some songs that I was like, I would never in a million years even sing this entire genre of music. But that's what someone suggested. So I'm tackling it in my own way. So I'm really doing all the things that we force our students to do in their lessons. I'm doing all of it every single day. And it's so much fun. And then the other cool thing is, it's reconnecting me with so many people and so many memories. Like there was a day last week I sang um, more than words. And like when I heard the track begin, all of these memories, like the first time I heard the song, everything just started rolling in. And then that led to another song and another song. And, and we forget sometimes how important music is to our everyday life and then when we allow those memories to start creeping in, you start to remember it. And it's just, it's just cool. So I'm committed to, I'm committed to doing this definitely until my life gets back, gets into a groove where I'm extremely busy again. Yeah. I'll definitely keep doing it until then. And I think I would love to try to find a way to just keep doing it. I mean, I'm approaching like 150 songs that I've done. Okay. And I was like, I don't even, I couldn't even name 150 songs if you asked me to, but I have a, you know what I mean? (laughs) Right. But like all of us, I'm like, wait, I've recorded 150 songs. Holy smokes. So like, it'll just like get me to just keep discovering new music, keep discovering new things or music that's new to me and like just pushing and, and exploring and having fun. So, um, and learning things really fast. So it's cool. It's fun. I'm loving it. I mean, there are some days that I get up at five o'clock, uh, warm up a little bit, just a little bit, record this song and go right mm-hmm. back to bed. Like who cares? Um, yeah, you do what you want. <laughs> yeah, but like, but like all of those things where it's like, oh, I can't sing before this time, or I can't do this, or I have to work for five. Like all of those things that I put in my head that were like roadblocks for me no longer exist. So now, if I have an audition that come up at ten o'clock in the morning, I'm not gonna freak out on the inside and be like, how am I gonna do that? It's like, well, I say I say Barry Manilow at five thirty in the morning, so I'll be all right. You know yes, you did. Yes, you did. Oh. So. Um, so yeah, so so that's that, and I'm lo- I'm loving it. I'm having I'm having so much fun, and like my parents and my friends, and even my music teacher from elementary school, they're commenting and like sending oh. in sending in suggestions, and that's the sweetest thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh my goodness, it. Mrs. Palera, how are you? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's so cool. She's like, remember you saying that in third grade? I'm like, oh my goodness, I did. <laughs> you know, it's just cool. So um. So yeah, it's cool. It's awesome. I'm loving it. Um, and you know, it, it forces me to get up. It forces me to do something. It forces me to dig into art in a fun way. Um, mm. 
it's like all those all those great things. So it's 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 awesome. <laughs> I just I love it. It's so inspiring. Like every day I know I'm going to see it and it just makes me so happy because I have a lot of students now. Obviously they're not, you know, some of them are very very gifted and then some of them are beginners and I just want them to sing. I don't want them to wait until they think they're going to be ready. Right. I want them I want them to do what they love. And if they love singing, they should do it. They should do it now. Even if the notes aren't perfect, even if the sound isn't exactly like the recording, I just, I really want that joy for them. And so what would, what would you say to somebody that is sort of a beginner, they're still learning? Do you think it's okay for them to post themselves singing? Here's the thing. I mean, I, I say yes. Um, because this this is this is what this is what I have people do. Um, whether you're a beginner or you've been doing this forever, if someone sings for me, the first question that I ask them is, "What are you proud of? What mm. did you What did you accomplish?" Right? Because we naturally will watch it and pick it apart. All the things that we did wrong, um, I force them first to find the things that they're proud of, and they can be little. You know what? I didn't sneeze in the middle of it, even though I had to sneeze. I'm like, great. <laughs> Pat yourself on the back or, you know, I got all the words right or whatever it is. So they start yeah. finding the things that they're proud of, that they like. You know what? I learned this new technique and I can see it being applied there. Great. You know what I mean? Because then no matter what someone says, it it, it, it has less value because you know what you've already accomplished, right? Yeah. Your yeah. Go the, the goals for yourself have already been accomplished. So whether someone likes it or they don't like it or whatever, it has no value because you're like, I understand you didn't like it. I don't really care because I'm proud of this, 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 and this, and I learned this, right? Yeah. So great. So I say post, but if they're going to post, we have to make sure that their reason for posting is just because they want to make music, not because they're trying to get someone else's approval. Because then if we don't get that, then we can be like, oh, no, they didn't like it. You know what I mean? This, so This is so important. Yes, yes, yes. So I, I, make, I make it a point that when I record a song for my morning vocals, it's the first take. It's the first take straight through. If I mess up, who cares? If I forget the words, oh, well. If I sing a wrong note, who cares, right? That's just what it is. Yeah. I don't care. You can hate it. You can love it. I don't care. Sometimes I don't even go back and watch it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I put yeah, it up th there. That's okay. You I did hope, it. Right. I hope it's good Yeah. <laughs> because that's what it is. So then I start just producing music for, for myself. But I do encourage people to post and record because when you get comfortable enough watching yourself and, and, and it, and celebrating what you did well and finding one or two things that you want to target and tackle for next time. So, mm -hmm. So I, I, I make my students first tell me what they're proud of. What did you accomplish? What did you do? What were your goals? What did you accomplish? Great. Then I'll say, if you had to pick one or two things right now that you knew that you could immediately fix, if you did it again, you could fix those two things, what would they be? Great. Let's do that. Right? So then they're watching it. They're celebrating what they did. They're finding little things that they already have the skills to cor correct and we correct them right away. Now, after that, we can find those nitpicky things that we really want to spend time working on instead of just recording yourself, putting it out there, and then ripping it apart. So you've celebrated it. You've found things that you can immediately fix based on the training that you've already gotten. And then you find things, now I want to work hard on this. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's kind of like how we did with, with spelling when we were in like elementary school where you had like the easy words and then you had the weekly words and then you had like the bonus words that were hard, yeah. right? Everyone got the easy words. So like, what's easy? Great. I did this, 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 and this. Great. Now let's do our, our new spelling words for this week. What can you fix immediately based on the technique that you have? Great. Now let's go to the bonus words. What do you want to work on? Let's pick one or two things in here and let's work specifically on that so that then that thing becomes easy and then becomes something you can do effortlessly. So it's yeah. just, it's just changing the way that we look at it. Um, because here's the thing, everyone's going to mess up at some point in their life, right? right? Everyone had to learn somehow. Right. Um, right. and I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are in the world. I promise you, you've sung a song 
and it was horrible. Yep. <laughs> oh, yes. Right? And if, Everyone raise your hand at home. <laughs> exactly. And if that and if that hasn't happened, then music and sound engineers would have no job. Right. Pro, Pro Tools would not exist. <laughs> Auto-tune would not exist. Right? These things would never be anything if people could just get up and sing perfectly. Right? Yeah. 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 So, great. <laughs> and I, I mean, here's the thing. The reason I love live performance and when it comes back, I am so excited again. <laughs> but one of the things that I've always loved more than watching something on television is I know that this person is living it right now. This moment will never happen again. And I'm here experiencing them running to the fear, experiencing this thing right in front of my face. And I know that something's not going to be perfect, but I'm watching a human experience. And yeah. that's, I mean, that's the beautiful thing. It's and watching amazing. actors deal with it, you know, like if there is something that goes wrong, watching them be a human and figure it out, <laughs> I think is so special. And so when I see something like you singing every morning, you're literally just saying, this is what I do. This is, this is me. This is what I am. And it's going to be what it is today and it's always beautiful because well you're very lucky you sound amazing always, oh thank to me. you <laughs> but you know it's you're just doing it with so much joy it's really really special it's it's fun it's fun i mean it's fun i'm not gonna lie there there are some days that i'm like our vendor is this really the song you want to do like, are you really <laughs> doing this and i'm like yep like there was one song someone asked me to do um uh Da 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 da! Come on, get happy! You gotta oh, take yeah, on yeah, right? yeah, da, da, da. If if you can find that video, it, I'll find it. It is rough because here's <laughs> the thing: one, I don't really know the song, right? I kind of know the melody. Da 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 da! Come on, get happy! Da 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 da! Right? And I yeah. kind of know like where it goes in the little the little like verse bridgey part. I kind of know where it goes, but any version that you find of that song they have different rhythms and like different grooves of the music and different, right. different numbers of verses and yeah. dance breaks. And it goes back. And remember, I'm just going online and finding a karaoke track and just recording it. So right. I had no idea where it was going. I had no idea that there were key changes coming up. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, coming at me. And yeah. the song just kept going on and on and on. And I was just like, oh, is it ever going to end? Like, where am I going? And, I, and then I was singing at one point. I was like, oh, no, that's probably a dance. Yeah, this is a dance break. I shouldn't have been singing here. Okay, now what do I do now? And it was just like <laughs> me in like total discovery mode for like eight minutes. I was like, oh, this is oh. so bad. Bless. And well, I, good for you. And for I, just keeping it going. I did. And I full on just hit send immediately afterwards. I was like, <laughs> and there we go. <laughs> and my, so good though. Yeah. And, and my friends were commenting like, they were like, well, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's, oh. that's exactly what it was. Um, so oh, yeah, yeah, but you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's what it is. It's so much fun. We're just putting it out there. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, when things do pick up again and I'm going back into auditions, you know, I also don't want my voice to be rusty. I don't want to be right. like, oh, I haven't sang in a week or four weeks or a month or six months or a year or however long it is. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I'll be like, yep, I've been singing every day and I know exactly where my voice is and I've learned a lot of new songs and I'm ready to fire. I'm ready to, yeah. to do so. Um, so, yeah, yeah, we never, we yeah. never stop training. We never stop learning. Um if I have students doing lessons, then I need to be doing lessons as well. If I have students singing songs, then I need to be singing songs as well. And that's just what it is. So Total done. agreement. Total yeah. agreement on that. And then do you have any suggestions for, let's say we have a listener that just really enjoys being an audience member. Do you think that there's anything that we can do for the arts during this time to help support other artists and, you know, to keep it keep it going. Should we be worried? What should we do? So, so here's the thing. Art will always exist. It just may not exist in the way that, in the way that you think. Now I will yeah. say this, let's talk about commercial theater. And when I say commercial theater, I just, I really just mean like Broadway or your big touring houses, right? Mm -hmm. The, the financial structure of those things don't allow them to really uh, account for a huge financial loss. 
yeah. right? So if we say, oh, we can sell 50% of the tickets, that's not going to work. Like yeah. it's not enough money, right? So um, so there are, there are tons of people that uh, live their lives based on those types of industries, right? We have front of house staff, we have writers, we have directors, we have producers, we have, you know, the people that clean the theaters, we have the yeah. actors, we have the crew, we have the people that, you know, stitch holes in costumes. Like there are hundreds of people that are out of work because of this, right? I mean, yeah. we have booking agents that, you know, just book concerts, you know, we have the people that just do lights for concerts or whatever. They're all out of work, right? Um, so, so if you, if anyone has a local arts organization that they can, that they can donate to, if they're able to donate to those arts organizations, because what those arts organizations are trying to do is one, figure out ways to get the arts back. And if they have funding, they can probably do that faster. Yeah. And two, they're trying to find ways to support the artists. Um, I know at, like in New York, there are, there are some, um, grants that are going out to help people pay their rent or there's some grants that are going out to help people find ways to get the medical care that they need when their medical facility can no longer do it for whatever reason so so like little things like that well which are actually big things supporting those local arts organizations or charities will really help i know the big charity that that we all use in the broadway community is broadway cares and broadway cares you know can allocate money to so many different things um so that becomes important. Um, also, I want to say, if you have a favorite artist <laughs> that you follow, you're like, oh, whatever, 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 and they have Venmo, you can Venmo them $5. I mean, like, whatever it is, right? Because, you know, that's, that's going to help. I'm not going to lie. And then the other thing that, that, that people can do is, is really uh, help campaign and lobby because I know, I know a, lot, a lot of artists feel that they're being forgotten in this right. you know in this yeah. entire thing you know a, a lot of a lot of um grants and stimulus packages come out but they don't really affect the art the entertainment industry yeah so so a lot of people are feeling left out so so if you're able to like you know advocate or speak up or or discuss those kinds of things in your circle of friends or extended circle of friends that helps too just because we're just raising awareness and then that'll eventually help um and then the other thing that I tell people to do is save as much money as you can, because as soon as it comes back, you have to buy a ticket. <laughs> yes, you have to buy a ticket. Right. Yes. Yeah, because like, you know, we can come back tomorrow, but if no one's buying tickets, then we're not performing. So just right. save the money so that when it does come back, you can buy tickets. So like, that's, that's what I would say. Um, and then also, if there are other artists that you like, just like reach out and be like, hey, I love you. I love your work. I think you're doing great. Or, you know. It goes a long way. Yeah, all, all of those, all of those things count and matter. So um, I just threw out three or four different ways. I'm sure that other people will come up with like 50 other different ways. I'm sure there's an infinite number of ways. But, um, but if you want to do something, then you know, do it. I'm, sh I'm sure, I'm sure it will have benefit in some way. If you're like, for every artist that I miss, I want to plant a tree great plant all those trees and like build a forest that's going to help the entire planet so like you know whatever you decide to do is going to have some sort of positive impact so just know that whatever you think you want to do is the perfect way for you to help in this time so that's mm. what I would, that's what i would say <laughs> Thank you. That is important information because so many people love, love the arts and they just want to support in some way. And right now that information is crucial for us. So yeah. that's great. Thank you so yeah. much. No, thank you. That's a great question. Thanks for asking it. That's awesome. So yeah, of course. And then one of the last questions, and I usually ask this for anybody that's a singer on the podcast, you pretty much answered it in all of the conversation we just had, but I'm going to leave it up to you to add anything extra. But the question is just, why do you sing? Why do I sing? <laughs> I sing because I'm happy. No. Um, <laughs> why do I sing? This is interesting. So I don't know that there's um, a perfect answer. I don't know that there's a, I sing because dot, dot, dot. Um, I think, I think the answer changes daily. Yeah. Um, there are times that I sing because, uh, I don't know how to, uh, express or understand a feeling or emotion. 
right? Um, so um, I can find a song <laughs> sung yeah. by an artist that obviously they wrote a song about it. They've already experienced that emotion and worked their way through it. So let me sing this song <laughs> and steal from their experience so that I can figure out how I work through it. So that's one reason. Um, another reason is I sing because I think I, I think I can. I think I had the ability, like, you know what I mean? There are days that I hear myself and I'm like, oh my goodness, Arbinder, that actually sounded good. And that makes me feel good. So yeah. I, I sing because I'm able to. And sometimes I even think it sounds good, right? Uh, that's oh, yeah. cool. And that makes me happy. Um, I sing because I feel like music is something that's, that's universal. You know what I mean? P yeah. People sing all over the world, right? You know what I mean? You can go anywhere in the world and start singing and, and people know what that is. They may not know your song, but they know that you're making music. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think the reasons that I sing change every, every day. You know what I mean? Like, why am I singing today? This, this is why it, yeah, it's, it, I wish, I wish there was a black, like a black and white answer, but, but there isn't. But, you know, today I would say sometimes I sing to, to deal with emotions that are new to me or that I don't understand or, or that I just want to live in <laughs> for a yeah. while. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, whatever they are, positive or negative. Yeah. I think sometimes I sing just because I think it sounds good and I want to share that with myself or with others. Um, I think other times I, I, I sing because, you know, it's just a way of connecting with the world or the universe or whatever. And, and I mean, and, and sometimes you sing because it's a, it's a distraction. Like nothing is better than, being in a car driving down the street and turning up the radio and singing as loud as you can, because it's just yes. a distraction. You know what I mean? Yes. So, so there are, there are all kinds of different reasons. Um, but I, I love, I love doing it. Um, and when I forget how much I love it, it's always great to go back and do it with no goal in mind, just do it for the fun of it so that I remember how much I love it. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, th that's that's the answer. That's all I wanted because I just want somebody out there to hear that and be like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I feel that too because sometimes we just don't realize it because we're so focused on I got to do this. It has to be this way, and we just forget. We just forget that singing is is good. Yeah. <laughs> we like it. And, and and one other thing with that too is is we have to we have to think about what the goal is for singing, because here's yeah. the thing for, for some people that find themselves in a position where I'm honing it, I'm digging in, I'm making it perfect. I'm making it perfect. That's, that's an artist, right? Mm -hmm. That's someone that woke up one morning, who knows how many years ago and said, I need to express through song and music and I need the world to hear it for these reasons. And this is my calling. This is my passion. This is my craft. That's a completely different thing than being like, I love to sing <laughs> yeah. and I just, and I just want to sing. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, Hey, I love coloring and coloring books. Wonderful. I'll color in this coloring book, but this person colors in these coloring books because they present their colorings to the Smithsonian to be put in a museum. Right. right There's a right, completely right. different goal in mind. So this person will spend 30 hours coloring, you know, a heart and this person will spend 10 seconds coloring a heart. They both have value right? They yes. both bring joy. They, they're both perfect in their own way, but the purpose behind it, the goal behind it is different. So if you're a person that sings because, Hey, I like to sing and I want to sing and I, and I want to sound good when I do it. So I take lessons and classes and all this, but like, that's as far as I want it to go. Perfect. Great. Wonderful. And whenever you do karaoke because of your training, you're going to nail it. If people yes. are going to say you should be on Broadway, but if your goal over here is to like really hone it and make it perfect and do all these little things, know that that's your goal and that's what you're working towards. So the process of getting there is just going to be different. That's all, yep. right? Yep. It's like I can play this chord on the piano, right? And when I play this chord on the piano, I know that's like E flat at seven. Like, do, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. well, you heard a chord on the piano and then I hear this. And then I say, oh, that's the same chord that began this song by Britney Spears. That's the same chord that ended this song by Bruno Mars. And that's the same chord progression that's in this music, right? Which, mm -hmm. you know, which side of the coin you're on, that becomes on like that, 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 that's decided by what your purpose is in doing it. 
I'm just playing the chord because it's fun. I'm playing the chord because I'm analyzing it for these reasons. You know, so they both have value. They're both important. And if people didn't make music just for fun, then there'd be no need for the artist to make music as a passion because you would have no audience. Correct. <laughs> Correct. So we need both. Yeah. So good. Thank you so much, Arbender. So there you have it, friends. Arbender Robinson, one of the coolest guys. <laughs> really, really great positivity. He's taken it in strides. He's doing what he needs to do. And I hope that you're inspired now to sing some more. Try some things out. Don't take yourself too seriously. And in honor of the work that he's doing, I thought that we could take that into our own hands. So you can find the Happy Singer podcast uh, on Facebook. We have a group and you can find us and you can post your video of you singing something to us. If you don't feel so bold to put it on your social media page, you can put it on ours. And anybody that's following the podcast is, is cool people, very nice, and they're looking for other like-minded people. So you can post a video of you singing as many times as you want. Say hi, introduce yourself, um, but don't be afraid to sing. You know, we're not guaranteed tomorrow, so enjoy it. Enjoy your voice and anyway, I can't thank Arbender enough for coming on the podcast and talking to us. And remember, you can find him at rbender.com. And you can also find him on our New York Vocal Coaching page. Just go to newyorkvocalcoaching.com and you can go to the staff and you can find him. And remember, he teaches musical theater acting coaching. And this dude knows what he's doing. So he's done so many different things. And I think I even failed to mention that he was also, for four years, was a studio session vocalist for Disney organization. That's another thing I forgot. So I went to the New York Vocal Coaching page and on his bio, there's a little bit extra stuff on there too. Um, and he's performed in all kinds of other shows around the country. But a couple of the things that it says on this page uh, at our coaching site, it says that his motto is dream big because sometimes these things come true. So he's got a great amount of passion and he's such a great mentor. So if you're looking for somebody to help you in the musical theater world, to help you find more truth, find out who you are, all that good stuff, he is your guy. So go ahead and visit that website, newyorkvocalcoaching.com, if you are interested in working with him as a coach. And follow him on social media so that you can see him singing. You can find him on Instagram and, uh, and Facebook. So anyway, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Welcome back. Hopefully more episodes to come. But um, I'm wishing you well, sending you hugs, and hoping that you've got a song on your heart tonight. All right. Thank you so much. Bye.